Welcome to the Awake Church Podcast. At Awake, our mission is simple. Know God, take action. We pray this podcast will help you on that journey. We're talking about really diving into this question that Pilate, the Judean governor, asked Jesus 2,000 years ago, what is truth? As if it doesn't really exist. And Jesus said something so powerful and audacious and outrageous when he said, I am truth. I am truth. He established that he himself is truth. And so We've also learned, and I mentioned this last week, that along with Jesus being truth himself, not having some truth, but actually being the embodiment of truth, he has given us the spirit of truth, his spirit, his Holy Spirit, to live inside of us, to reveal truths to us. And then he's given us the word, and it says in Psalm 119, verse 160, that the sum of your word is truth. So he's given us everything we need to discover and find truth. And I'm so thankful for that. That means we can be successful in the will that God has for our lives because we are not walking around with blinders on or being open to all kind of deception, which the world is in. We can actually have truth and actually see what is real and what isn't and be able to hold on to the right beliefs and that we can be free because When we abide in his word, we also shared last week, when we abide in his word and know his word, then we know the truth, and the truth does what? Sets us free. So you have freedom when you have the truth that's found by abiding in him and his word. Pretty amazing. So that's the foundation for truth is really those those three things, the person of Jesus, the spirit of truth, and then the scriptures that he's given to us. And all that he's gone through to give us these and preserve these over the years is amazing. So the purpose of this series really is to establish truth, however important it is that we walk in truth and not just have it. Having knowledge and walking in that knowledge are two different things. So we don't want to just know things that are true. We want to live things that are true. We want to walk in the truth and not just carry it, but apply it to our lives. I want to be talking about some of that over these next few weeks. How do we apply truth? How do we live in it? The Apostle John, who was a pastor as well, in 3 John 1.4 says, it brought me great joy to hear that you were walking in truth. I mean, think of that as a parent, right? If your kids grow up, they pay attention to what you told them. And, uh, They get a hold of Jesus, and then when they're in their 20s and their 30s, you see them walking in truth. I'm telling you, there probably isn't much greater joy that comes to a parent's heart than their child walking in truth, right? And it's the same for any good parent, as well as I'd say any good pastor or leader. That is their desire. That is certainly my desire, that all of us, all of you, that we would walk in truth together. We don't want to live out lies. We want to walk in truth. It's really important, and it's, it's there to be had. So 
So, you know, any group of people, whether it's universities, nations, governments, churches, or institution, or individual, when you remove Jesus, who is truth, from the equation, you just removed your lens for interpreting truth. That's what happens. So then whatever you then think is true is only going to be partially true, if not an all-out deception or a lie. That's just how this works. And I'll give you an example of this. And again, even if there are elements of truth in something, it doesn't make the whole thing true. You can, that's how the devil has always worked, is inserting some elements of truth. He was using scriptures with Jesus, remember that? He would insert an element of truth, but he'd twist it. And that's just how the enemy works. So if you remember from school and uh, in further study, often, I mean, when I think of history now, history class that I probably was bored in, I love history now and dive into that. I, I feel like I wasn't really paying attention when I was in high school, but in some of those things, but just learning about Karl Marx and Marxism, I'm going to just use that for a very quick example of, of this, where he wrote, talked about the basically the working class against the ruling class and this class warfare between the two, he identified some things and some things were, I would say, true in that there were some people in the working class that were not treated well by the ruling class. There were some truths in there. But his solution then was to basically remove God, first off. Now there we, we already just learned what happens when you do that. There's going to be a big problem. You remove God entirely, and then he created this philosophy that attacked and created as evil certain things, capitalism being one of them, free market, having your own business, entrepreneurship, that was all evil. And then what happens with that is that he's, he's promising that with by doing this, then you can have this utopia, this freedom for everybody. If you abide by these things, this philosophy, well, we all got to see what happened with that philosophy, which was adhered to, grabbed a hold of, is that we've got people like Stalin and Lenin, Ceausescu, Mao Zedong, Fidel Castro. So we got all these guys in the 20th century who adhere to Marxist philosophy. The result of that, as we know, this is historical, this isn't something made up, 100 million people die. Starved to death, tortured, brutally killed, whatever the case might be. The culmination of, or the fruit of, Marxist thinking, philosophy, is widespread death. Take a little bit of truth, twist it, turn it into class warfare, and create enemies that shouldn't be your enemies. And all of a sudden, death is spread. And yet, against all rationality and common sense, elements of Marxist theology, basically, philosophy, is taught and accepted through in many of our universities still here today. It doesn't even make sense. It's a head-scratcher. But that's how the devil works. He is the 
He's the Lord of the flies, the Lord of lies, the king of deception. And he just takes, he, well, one of the things the enemy really loves is any philosophy that's going to remove God. And so he's just going to repackage that in many, many different things. I remember when the Black Lives Matter organization came out here a few years ago, and I saw and heard the leaders say that they were Marxist trained. I went, red flag. <laughs> I love black people. But you have an organization based on Marxist philosophy. I know where this is going, right? This is going to end poorly. Because it's the same type of thing we've already seen in history. Over and over and over. This is a bad thing. So, the devil will do those type of things throughout the earth. Just try and mess stuff up by adding a little bit of truth and then twisting it, adding all kinds of untruths and makes the whole thing a lie and causes death. Proverbs 21.2 says, Every man's way is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. That foundation of another common thing today of there's my truth and your truth. So whatever your truth is, then I'll, yeah. Whatever my truth is, maybe. But we've all got these different varying truths and they all are just great. That is a mess. That is Proverbs 21 too. Every man's way is right in his own eyes. And that doesn't work. That produces death. Because there really is truth in every area of society. And that truth does come from God. It comes from his spirit, and it comes through the scriptures he's given to us. Without applying his worldview, then we're going we're gonna to get off in all kinds of things. And when you, uh, by the way, when you remove God, basically what you're doing, you put yourself in pl that place. And so self becomes God. And that's my truth. And all those other things happens in, along the way. So today, I'm going to shut this down actually here in just a couple minutes. We're going to talk more next week, but let me try and leave with this. Overall, truth is not just a, not just a system. I don't just apply a truth to something because since it starts with Jesus being truth, then it's about relationship with the truth, with the person of Jesus, in a relationship with the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of only us, not only us in this building, only everyone who's been born again, renewed in him, everyone who is a part of this kingdom, then the Holy Spirit lives inside, the spirit of truth. And so through this relationship with him, and then his word as well, then we can know that truth. And his truth, of course, it sets us free. And sometime after the creation of the earth and mankind, the devil attempted to overthrow God. We don't know when that could have happened before creation. I don't know when that part happened or when the devil tried to overthrow God. But he was sentenced to the earth to basically be underneath the feet of God's creation, mankind. That was part of the, the devil's sentence. you realize that? But then the prisoner started yapping to those who were over him. Several times, in fact, this year, this happened as well. You hear about 
prisoners getting in the ear of a prison guard, starting a romantic relationship, and they get them out. Then they team up together, right? That's basically what happened in the garden. You got the, the devil who was Lucifer, who fell because he disobeyed, tried to take over. His sentence is to be ruled over by those made in God's image. Yet he starts yapping and starts, and guess what? We started listening. Started listening to his yapping. Agreed with him and his truth, little bit of truths in there that ends up being twisted fully into a lie. And it was about knowledge. You know, if you want true knowledge, if you really want to know the things that God's hidden from you, if you want to be like God, which they already were, made in his image, then you need to eat this, you need to do this. And that agreement started this whole road of deception. And the enemy still is speaking lies in the air constantly against what truth really is. And we have to recognize that through our entire lives, we are really in a war. We're in a war between lies and truth. There's an ongoing battle all the time. And the devil in every area of society is stirring up and trying his best, whether it's in the church or whether it is in government or whatever area he is trying his best to remove God and get us to be separate from God and to believe lies, to be deceived, to have our eyes covered up so we just blindly go along with what his purposes are, his plan is, which is to kill, steal, and destroy. And we have to recognize that that is going on all the time. And if we don't believe that, then we are believing a lie. And we're also not going to be fully aware and awakened and ready even on a daily basis as to what's going on in our world to face what's going on and to handle things with truth. So I need to be aware. This is, we're in, a, we're in a battle. You were born on a battlefield, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. You were and we are. It's a spiritual battle. Is that a battle against flesh and blood? It's a spiritual battle. 1 John 5, 19, I'm going to read this in the Amplified, says that we know for a fact that we are of God. And the whole world, speaking of the world system, around us lies in the power of the evil one. Think about that. Which opposes God and his precepts. Verse 20. And we have seen and know by personal experience that the son of God has actually come to this world and has given us understanding and insight so that we may progressively and personally know him who is true. And we are in him who is true. In his son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. The whole world lies in the power of the evil one with his deceptions and web of lies and all kind of things. They'll have some truth in there. There'll be truth to be found mixed in, but not overall, but not overall. That has been given the truth to you and I. Pretty amazing what God has entrusted us with with himself first, with his word, but he's given us this truth. And we're going to talk more about what do we do with that here in the coming weeks. 
Thankfully, the light of Jesus, the light of his word dispels darkness. We were singing about it today, and it really is true. 2 Corinthians 3.16, I'm going to read this in the Passion, says, but the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, the veil is lifted away. Talking about a veil over the eyes, kind of that thing that Paul fell off his, the scales fell off his eyes. And they see, verse 17, now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. Wherever he is Lord, there's freedom. I've heard testimony after testimony, and probably many of you in this room is my guess, of people. I have a friend, he was a drug, doing drugs, didn't know God. When he was given the opportunity to meet Jesus and gave his life to the Lord, what he told me was that it was as if he had never seen color before because his natural eyes were opened up in addition to his spiritual eyes. And it was like the sky, I did not know the sky was that color of blue. I didn't know that those trees were that color of green. His eyes were complete. Anybody else have that type of experience when you met the Lord? We have several in here where there was an, an opening of so many things when we turn to the Lord and that veil is taken away. It's the only way that we can see truly, walk in truth, is by first turning to Jesus, inviting him in, and then he removes this, these scales and this veil from our eyes, spiritually for sure, and sometimes naturally. All right, we're out of time. I'm going to talk more about this next week. We'll dive in pretty deep. I'm going to start applying it to different areas of life and areas of society because God speaks to each one, every area of society, every part of culture. Truth is revealed in his word. Truth is revealed through him. And it's important that we apply that. So, Lord, thank you so much. Continue to show us your truth. Help us walk and live in your truth. And thank you that we have you, who is truth, Lord. Open up our eyes more and more all the time to see you for who you really are, to see who we really are in you. And Lord, remove all deception that we might have. Just remove it. We give you that permission. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. For updates on future episodes, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. For more information about Awake Church, visit awakechurch.com.